Yeah. I don't wanna get up out of bed this season. All bad days walk away, leave me bleeding. It's fuck you and you. Fuck today, fuck this pain I've been feeling. I've got the devil on my shoulder. Heart is getting colder. But I keep to myself. Anxiety been creeping, staring at the ceiling. But I don't need your help, cause sometimes I don't wanna be happy. Hello, welcome back to Gossip Happy Hour. This is your host, Riley Wilkes. And it's actually been quite a quiet week for the whole drama world. And there's a couple main things I do want to talk about, though, before I go on to the Bachelor recap. It was actually quite a while episode, so we have a lot to get into there. But first of all, I want to start by talking about something James Charles went through this week. So if many of you guys know, James Charles is a makeup artist, obviously very famous, and also, there has been a chain going around about Muslims who are being put in concentration camps in China. And basically, someone started a chain and tagged a bunch of famous creators, such as like Willy Wonka, Tati, Andres Lopez and stuff. And it was like, use this sound and share this, whatever it's called, chain, and provide more information about what's going on. So, first of all, the issue with that is there's only so much information to be known. I'm going to go check right now to see exactly how much stuff, but towards the end, like when it was Andreas who went right before James should have gone, there's pretty much nothing to stay. He just simply looked at the screen and said, together we can bring awareness together. And before him, it was just Mako, who's another famous TikToker with about 40 million followers, who just said, I stand with Muslims. But before that, Willy Wonka and Sienna and Tati were just like, please educate yourself, raising awareness. Because after angry reactions and Tati and Devin sort of gave actual information about it, like China claims the they hold extreme views and are a threat to society. Devin says, Kingdom accuses China of gross human rights, abuses against them. And Tati posted a video saying about millions of them are locked up currently. So there's only so much information because there's not that much news about it. So I was good to raise awareness. There was not much left he could say because China's not going to be releasing this information. It's all speculative. And yes, it's terrible what's going on. I'm glad people are raising awareness. But there was so like little things James could say left about it besides just a picture of his face because he didn't want to repeat any of the information that was already there because he wanted people to go through the chain. Like, that's what you're supposed to do to see everything everyone says. And so people begin calling him out, being like, hey, it's been, like, a week or so. You haven't said anything. Like, what the fuck's going on? Like, do you not care, Muslims? And James responded with this. Because they asked, like, do Muslim lives matter and stuff? Of course Muslim lives matter. How ridiculous to assume that I would ever think otherwise. I do not read my comments often because I don't like seeing negativity, so I didn't even know about this chain. It's crazy to assume influencers are completely aware and educated about everything going on in the world everywhere at all times. Duetting a 15-second video staring at a screen does literally nothing for Muslim lives. That's performance activism, which people love to do on social media. Signing petitions and donating does, which I just did after researching more. I'm not going to duet it now because... All it does is give the people that are now quote-unquote canceling me validation. And y'all will only say I do what it because I got called out. I don't think there could have been 
a more perfect response by James Charles there. What he said is exactly correct. We, I am personally so sick of all this performance BS going on just to look like a white savior. Like, the biggest example of this, I think, is Con- Claudia Conway, who is Kellyanne Conway's daughter, Trump's former campaign manager, but she's a dying leftist and everything. And she likes to act like she is for all these things, but they consistently gets away with privilege. Like, she posted a video talking about how she was, when she got pulled over with a bunch of friends, she just started yelling, like, a cab and flipping off and cussing at the officers. Like, you are in a position because you are white to be able to do that. A person of color cannot be able to do that without fearing for their lives. I don't, like, she is clearly tone deaf to what people are actually facing, but she wants to look like a white savior. And so James Charles just doing that would not have done, guys, guess what? I hate to break to you. A TikTok's not going to stop fucking China from doing this. Like, seriously, like, China's going to be like, oh, James Charles, do I did a chain? Let's, let's release the Muslims. No, that's not going to happen. What you can do is what James did. That stuff that's actually going to help is sharing petitions, signing them, donating money. That's the biggest thing, and I guarantee you he probably donated a large amount. What You can pressure your politicians, your representatives to do something, other countries to do something, national governments to do something. But I'm sorry, you're just informing United States American citizens who have ser- no power Literally, what is it going to do for Muslim lives? It's the same thing as just changing your profile picture to the black fist, but not actually sharing petitions, donating, calling for justice. It does nothing, but you want people to think you are, quote-unquote, woke and everything. So it did piss me off. Like, there's n- now that he said that, like, what else do you want him to do about it? Because he said he shared petitions, he signed them, he donated money. But he's if he's not going to do it, duet the chain now because again y'all just shit on him like oh well you don't care about them i'm sorry you anonymous counts don't really give a shit either you really I, how many this is what pisses me off also when people call like addison ray racist because she posted a tweet like four years ago claiming that black lives matter was a cult she has apologized she has clearly done it but she was marching on the streets of la and so when everyone says that i'm like how many protests have you been because she was out there she was out there protesting during a pandemic which is dangerous but it was worth it for her she shared links on her twitter she has apologized what have you done besides comment things that are acceptable and woke it's like these people cannot talk about everything they don't know about everything going on in the world neither do we Yes, they have millions of influence, millions of followers. That means they can't just spam whatever they want all day. They have to do research. They have to be able to know what they're talking about, unlike us. And so I cannot be more proud. And he's been through this. James Charles has been through cancel culture, and he knows what to say and what not to say anymore. He's learned from his lessons, and he. What I loved about love about him in general is he said this on J- Logan Paul's podcast. He said, I'm, don't ever apologize for something you are not sorry. So don't just bow down to the mob or write a dumbass notes apology or to say, sorry, I didn't mean to. If you're not sorry, don't do it. Explain why you're not sorry. Explain what you're going to do to help. But don't BS an apology that no one gives a shit about. And someone commented to James and said this, the fact that y'all made him apologize for not completing a TikTok chain, it's not like China's going to see it and suddenly decide to free the Muslims. There's better things you can do. Donate, sign petitions and share them to stop them from having Olympics in Beijing if they don't want to free Muslims, be educated, spread awareness. Unfortunately, that's all we can do, which is true. And James said, 
this isn't an apology. Haha. Ha. So, like, he could have said, like, I know, right? But he wanted to clarify, like, hey, I'm not apologizing. I stand by what I did and I do it again. So, good for you, James. Be a badass. And then someone, again, tried to, like, hop on his dick about it, which is just so annoying. Like, he's clearly already addressed it. Have you not seen it and said, try to find the comments. It was annoying as hell. They said, so you're just going to ignore the comments about you duetting Andre? She, he said, yeah, I am. I have addressed it on TikTok room. Haven't I said it wasn't rude? Didn't call her name. Didn't delete the comment. He just said, yeah, I'm going to ignore it because I already addressed it. Have a nice day. Like, there's, it's time to move on. He's talked about it. He's given a side of the story. So that's what I'm going to say about James. Props to him for not bowing down to a mob, just trying to cancel him. And and what you guys need to know about canceling is not just getting hate comments. Getting hate comments is not like you're like Addison Ray is, right, is canceled. Charlie D'Amelio is canceled. No. And everyone flipped out because Charlie, they claimed she cheated on Mr. Beast's trivia game. When Mr. Beast was allowed allowed them, he made the rules. They He said they could have all the family members there, so I don't know how it's cheating. They're like, she's canceled for that. Like, no. People have done worse. Charlie still has this my fault. 90 million followers, at least. Addison has still 60 million followers. Canceling means deplatforming, not just angry comments, because then everybody would be canceled. No one would have a career. One last thing I would like to discuss before I get to the Bachelorette recap is it seems as if Bradison might be back for the 30th time in the world. So as many of you guys know, Bradison sort of stopped the last time after Bryce threw his COVID party with a bunch of strippers, a bunch of girls, got his power shut down, all the good jazz, and they weren't really seen together or anything. And they did sort of publicly announce, like, hey, Addison can do whatever she wants, she can date whoever she wants, I love her, we're just friends. And she, they sort of did distance each other by, like, tweeting, like, cryptic things Addison did. Like, wow, I can't believe you did that. Or something like along those lines. Anyway, there was a picture of them going out to dinner by, I think it was Hollywood Fix, of them getting out of the same car and going to dinner together, which we haven't seen for the past two months. Like, if they've been doing this for the past two months, we've been like, okay, clearly they're just all hanging out and everything. But there clearly was a break in between, which makes some people think something happened that made it start again. And I assume that they like each other, and they just have no idea what they want to be, what they are, how to manage it. Which is something that I'm sure a lot of influencers struggle with is like, because they all break up with their girlfriends or boyfriends and then still hang out with them for a while. Like, so it's like you never really know if it's over or not because I don't think they want to know because it also does have an effect on their content, especially if it's a girl and she gets back together with a guy, all of her male followers that are sent me are like, wow, like they might unfollow because she has a boyfriend and that could cause like her loss of money and everything like that. So there's more mitigating factors that affect it all. And there's stuff that you have to put into it to realize why they are doing this. Anyway, so that was that. And then Addison posted a TikTok with Bryce, deleted it, put it back up. Apparently she said it was under review or something. That's why I was taken down for a little bit. But TikTok from obviously posted it. And again, this is one of the first TikToks they've made where they looked happy. And it was like Addison's were like, doing some twerking move with Bryce behind her, Bryce just literally looking at her ass. And then them just looking at each other and laughing. And it was cute. They they clearly like each other because Addison knows she could probably get anyone she wants, but she continues to go back to Bryce. Not that, nothing that I like Bryce, so I don't really think there's anything wrong with that. But she does continue to go back to him. So I want to see how this plays out. I want to see 
if we see them more hanging out more like they did last time, like that's sort of what happened. And this time you have to look for the stop. If they don't say anything directly or if nothing directly happens, does it get slower? Does their content together regress? Speaking of Bryce, motherfucker's in trouble again. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, not really, actually. Um, Bryce was involved in a physical altercation at a restaurant. So, what first was reported was Bryce was told to stop vaping at a restaurant because vaping at a restaurant in L.A. is legal. And Bryce was like, no. And when they, like, told him to leave, he got physical and started, like, beating them up. And everyone, of course, immediately goes, oh, my God, Bryce threw a tantrum, tantrum, Bryce did this. I'm like, I knew sort of more to the story after that because Bryce knows better now. He has learned from his shit and has not really been in too much trouble since the party. And Bryce isn't just going to beat up on some random waiter. Like, he's going to beat up on a friend (laughs) or someone he actually gives a shit about, like Thomas and stuff. And people, again, their reactions were first to hate on Bryce. Like, you guys just have to give it some time, let things play out. Because then immediately, Bryce's friend, who was at there, was like, that is not what happened at all. Like, we were dining. They told Bryce to stop vaping. And, like, he did sort of. Like, they were like, he actually did end up stopping. And then it got, like ugly because they were being rude i'm gonna read you exactly what was said so his friend rory said this the stores completely fall shake my head restaurant won't pull security footage because they know it will show that the employee was assaulting bryce first bryce was physically assaulted twice by an employee before anything started so the employee also claimed that he suffered a broken hand and a bruised face and that he wants to press charges this could be dangerous if what everything comes out was Bryce was in the wrong because he does have a pending court case in Texas. He had the legal issues with the party in L.A. This could be like a third strike. Like, you're going to have to actually pay for this. So Bryce tells us this is what happened. Bryce tells us he was vaping but says he was cordial with the manager after he asked him to leave. He claims the trouble started when he had to ask to get his credit card back more than 10 times and the manager allegedly told him, no, get the fuck off the property. Bryce alleges the manager grabbed him and tried to drag him away, sparking the bigger all-out brawl. He claims he only put the guy in a headlock (laughs) when defending his friends. In the end, Bryce says the manager kicked him in the nuts. So to dissect that, first of all, Bryce put him in the fucking headlock. Like, Bryce is going to fight back, and he's going to do it right. He's not going to throw slaps or bullshit like that. He's going to, like, subdue you. And I feel like if Bryce was just getting pissed off and just provoked, if he wanted to put him in a headlock, he would have beat the shit out of him because he probably could. He clearly, putting it in a headlock is to sort of, like, slow down the fight so he can't fight back and everyone can calm down. So then after that was before Rory backed him up, and then he did, like, a full-on interview with um, People Magazine and said this is also what happened. The Virgin story is being portrayed in, and is missing a lot of context, and it isn't who I am. I did vape in the outdoor seating area of the restaurant. However, when he told me to leave, I obliged, and he just asked for my credit card back with that was being held from his table i had to ask for it well over 10 times i still don't have the card back and he said no get the fuck off my property and it said that tensions rose when he wouldn't claim and then that he grabbed him first a man named dylan lowenstein who had witnessed the fight so a civilian just at the restaurant said one of the workers put his hands on bryce hall's first so first of all 
they can easily, Bryce can prove this wrong. If Bryce still doesn't have a credit card and they have it, that backs up Bryce's story because the manager said that he was getting Bryce Hall's credit card back to him when the tension started. That can be proven right or wrong, and the police will have access to the security tapes. Um, and then, first of all, to get clout, this Dylan guy could have easily said, yeah, Bryce beat the shit out of him or something and been like a hero. But he said, and he took a video, and he said that Bryce Hall was hit first. The video doesn't show much. It shows just, like, the fighting happening. It didn't show what happened before. It went. It's a cl- blurry vision, too. So Bryce also explained in further detail, the manager grabbed me and tried to pull me out, so I threw his hand off and said, don't touch me. What are you doing? And he kept grabbing him. Then his friend walked in the middle and told us to stop the commotion. The two of them started pushing each other. I put my hands in the middle to try to stop it. The manager proceeded to tackle my friend at the ground. That's when I got on top of him, put him in a headlock, and attempted him to get him to stop fighting. He said at this point, the other employees jumped in, and one of them kicked him. The witness also says he wasn't close enough to hear what was going on. Originally, I thought they were being cut off from drinking, but apparently the employees were telling them to leave. He noted that he had no idea who Hall or his friends were or that some of them were TikTok famous, which this guy's probably like four years old or something. One of the workers put his hands on Hall. That's when his buddies got involved. That's when it turned into a fight. They were all on the floor. I know Bryce got kicked when he was on the ground. So again, if he didn't know who these people were, and that can probably be proved whether he follows them on TikTok or whatever, then this witness is credible, and this witness will probably be the deciding factor of the case. He DM'd Hall and was like, yo, I just wanted to reach out to you and say I appreciate you for being the bigger man in this situation. I got a video of the incident. If those dudes try to get you in trouble, but thanks again for being the bigger person and walking away, have a good night. And then Bryce responded, yo, can I get that vid, please? And he said, aha. And then obviously realizing now that he's TikTok famous, can I get the shout out? <laughs> and then he, Bryce was like, sure, I got you. Laughing face emoji, laughing face emoji. And he said, I got two. One is too long to send out here. I was like, okay, send it to my number. But here's one of them sending the video. So he also, like any other version, is category false. I have witnessed, contact me, and offer to come forward if needed to be. I also have a video that a bystander that sent that will show a lot of what happened. So there's also another video of what happened. That's all we really know right now about it. Again, it seems like this will blow over. But the all, quote-unquote, all TikTok community that likes to hate on the Sway Boys and Hype House Boys are clearly not even listening to that side of the story and just saying what, just shitting on Bryce for views. So that's basically all that's happened with Bryce so far. I'll let you guys know more about it. I do think Bryce is in the right because Bryce admits when he fucks up. <laughs> like, Bryce would admits all of his past fights, and it's like, the next day, like, yeah, I was sort of, drunk or something the other day so let's start off with the bachelorette recap so last night was actually a pretty crazy filled episode definitely a sort of a good amount to digest here i'm gonna try to move forward fast you guys don't have like a 30 minute long recap it starts off and before i actually start off with anything that happened last night's episode you guys have got to chill out with claire like actually she gets so much hate that is just unnecessary it's all the people too that want a strong-willed woman to be the bachelor to make the decision to say hey this is what i want i do not agree with every decision claire makes not at all but she's consistent she knows what she wants and even if you don't think that's a reason to do something you don't have to it's her choice she is told to say a lot of these things she has to comply with strict guidelines just give her a break all right guys let's calm down all the like hate 
filled speech, especially over the prom photo where she said she didn't go to prom, and then someone's wife accused her of going to prom with her. It actually turned out that it was just like a homecoming, so she didn't lie. But even if she did, who gives a shit? That's something so stupid to actually care about. Oh my god, Claire lied. She did go to prom. No, who cares? Everyone lies on this show. Like, that's how the show goes. Have you seen The Bachelorette? <sighs> Sorry, there's my rant real quick. So I'm going to go ahead and start. So, like every other episode, it starts with Chris Harrison and his, like, great-grandfather rant to the men in the house because clearly they know nothing. Like, yes, they know what they're doing. You don't have to say some bullshit that's just cringy, like, that no one wants to really see. So, anyway, he's, he tells the guys that there's going to be a group date, and he lists off the names, and it's one of the other bullshit quotes. It says, looking for a guy who speaks to my heart. Like, they're all so vague, and they all sound the same every season. I think they just repeat it, but change, like, one or two adjectives each time. So, anyway, they go, and usually it's something, like, really fancy that they go in, and, like, they're all excited. They go, you're going downtown L.A. for, like, the first week or something fun. This time it's, hey, you guys are going 100 feet into the backyard where there's, like, this little setup wall, and you guys walk through some, like, roses and some bullshit garden that they have so yeah this season kind of sucks for the contestants because usually you're going everywhere this season you're just staying at La Quinta the suite that they're staying at like you're not going to Australia you're not going to Germany you're not going to like Japan you're staying where you are into that hotel so yeah they do that and what basically it is is they go over like the five love languages so if you guys know they're like acts of service words of confirmation quality time gift giving and acts of like sacrifice i believe so they start off basically with words of affirmation which is like speaking to someone so they so she's in like this shrek thing like romeo and juliet where she's like in a little castle sort of thing like right near them and they all have to basically go like spill their heart out basically Let's make sure we get Dale saying something really good. <laughs> like, let's show Dale and everyone else like can fu- kind of go fuck themselves. And so, obviously, they all say something funny. I think one even quoted something from Shrek, which sort of made the connection. But then Dale had this really romantic speech filled with, like, gushes and awes and oohs. And Claire, guys, guess what? I think I think she likes this Dale guy. I really think she likes Dale for some reason. Just something's telling me, hey, this girl's into Dale. So then they have gift-giving. So they all have to go back to their hotel's room and, like, sort of pick out whatever they brought. So, like, it's going to be trashy gifts. Like, there's baseball car- baseball. Um, there's a chess piece. Dale gave her a perfume for her dogs. I don't know how he had that on. Like, that's kind of weird. Unless it was just, like, a regular perfume. But Claire definitely sprays that, like, all over her shirts and everything just to smell like Dale. It was weird. Like, the, this was a weird date, but they're, they're limited in what they can do because they can't travel really anywhere. And, guys, I'm telling you, they are making it known that Dale is Claire. Like, they are making it known that Claire ain't going to be the bachelorette for much longer. Like, she wants Dale. She clearly has a bigger connection with her than any of the guys. She doesn't give a shit about the other guys, honestly. So then they do physical touch, which is basically them dry-humping each other. It's really weird because they don't... Like, they're not tonguing each other. Like, they're not making out or French kissing or anything like that. Like, what they're doing, it's just, like, they hug each other and they, like, rub each... It's It was really uncomfortable to watch. Like, Claire would rub their abs and they would... he The guy would, like, rub his sides. Some guy, like, kissed her arm. And then Dale comes and they're just, like, fucking dry humping. I'm kidding, but 
Claire says how much she loves the smell of them and, like, something smells a big thing, which I get, like, you want your significant other smell good, but, like, that's why the perfume is good for Claire, so she can never forget the way Dale smells. It was odd. It was really odd. It was just something that's intimate, but, like, they also tried to seem, like, make it big because, like, they hadn't really had any quote-unquote physical touch, which I guarantee you have these people have gone out and see their friends during quarantine. So, like, wow, it's the first time they're hugging anybody in, like, months. And then it was just weird. Like, they showed it for a while, too. But, like, this is something they know. Like, they know they have to do. Like, it's in their contracts basically stating, like, you can do this. Like, we can treat you guys as male strippers if you guys want so, yeah, and then there was the cocktail party, which is quality time. So, it did not start off, really, with quality time, really at all. They sat down, Claire gave the usual speech, like, hey, it's a great night, here's to an amazing cocktail party and ever, and then just silence, like, no one was talking. Usually a guy goes, or a girl, will go right up to him and be like, can I pull you aside first? And it was not, it was awkward. They sat there for, like, five seconds. And people of you guys were, like, calling... Here, I'll say it in a minute. So Bennett ended up getting her and taking her away. And while they were talking, ben, as he mentions how he went to Harvard, obviously, like, Bennett has to do because that's Bennett. They... Claire was like, hey, I want to talk to you, but, I, like, I can't focus right now. I need to go talk to the group. So she basically goes there and says, like, I don't... I didn't feel wanted. Like, I want to feel like you guys want to spend quality time with me, which I get. Like, if no one... If you're, like the person everyone is vying for and no one even like gets up right away to get you like we are all human it would all strike us like why didn't they do that you would think about it like ooh, do they not want me do they not are they not attracted to me like you guys have to realize that claire is just like all of us and so she basically do- does that she says like and the guys immediately are like oh my god we're sorry like we didn't really want to do any of that stuff and like, we love you. We just didn't know what to do. And then Yosef is, like, being a douchebag. He goes, I, was, I want to speak for all of us. If you're on a reality show, guys, never claim you're speaking for more than one person because they'll immediately, they're basically like, hey, you don't speak for all of us. Like, which is true. He doesn't. Like, you don't say that. Yosef by now knows he doesn't give a shit about Claire. And he's doing this for the Instagram followers. So he's like, all right, I'm not going to be on here for much longer. Let's stir some shit up while I'm here. And it was, it's just, he's a dick. And reality says, Steve says, like, everyone told him that pre-show, like, this is exactly who this guy is. So then Riley gives her, like, a foot rub and is like, hey, I'm really sorry, but, like, I'm here for you. No, Easy gave her the foot rub. Yeah, Easy gives her the foot rub. But Riley, like, dances with her, like, at a homecoming. And, like, we're listening to Boys to Men right now, sort of thing. Hey, represent the Riley. And the first person to pull her away is Dale, actually. And he basically, I think he was the first, says, like, Claire goes up to him and is like, I'm falling for you, like, fast. It's, it's freaking me out. And Dale basically returns it and be like, yeah, same. Like, so now you know there's a clear difference in the way she talks to Dale than the way she talks to the other guys. The other guys, she's still getting to know them. Like, oh, tell me something about yourself. Why are you hearing everything? She's like, I'm falling for you, Dale, and it's freaking me the fuck out. So they're showing you all this because they want you guys to be prepared so no one gets when they leave in a couple episodes that no one's going to be like, you didn't, we didn't even see their story. We don't know how they fall in love. Why don't you guys show us to that? But then people are complaining now. They're only showing us Dale and Claire. Yeah, they're only showing you guys Dale and Claire mainly for a reason because it's 
gonna end in like four episodes. Like it's gonna be just them. So they do that. They show like a little bit of the time. Like again, all the guys sort of like apologizing to her, and Yosef is still with the group complaining about sort of Claire like demanding like attention and stuff, which is stupid. So that was the end of that date. Really, the only people that matter with that date were kind of like Riley, Dale, and Yosef. So then the next is the one-on-one date. It's with Jason. And this is the weirdest date I've ever seen. And I've watched the show for years. One of the weirdest dates I've ever seen. It's basically a fucking therapy session. So the date card, which is usually, like I said earlier, like a vague interpretation of what you're going to do. Like, be prepared to have your secrets float out or something. This one was two pages long. And it's told, it was directions to Jason to write a letter to your younger self. So basically, Jason had fucking homework before the date. Like, he was like, what? Like, I get this? And it was really just a five-hour session of therapy for Jason and Claire. Weird. In this show, like, neither of them, none of them are trained professionalists, let alone does the producers give a fuck about your mental health. So to act like they do is kind of very hypocritical. And so the first thing they did was write down what people have called them, like what mean things they've been told. So Jason basically said, like I'm in, like people have said I'm manipulative, selfish, insecure, stuff like that. Claire was like picky, can't be loved, a bitch. So they're basically just talking like about all the f- horrible things people have said to them. Like I get the message, like we're gonna tear these down because they end up throwing the notes at rocks and everything, but like. You're just repeating the stuff people say about you, which can, even if you don't believe it, it can just make you feel like kind of like shit. I just don't get, like you want to. You should say all the things you love about yourself, neither all the horrible things you've been told. So like I get what they're doing, but it's just like, it was it's uncomfortable for the viewers to watch them just like shit on each other's selves, and it's like we've never seen something like this that's so intimate and so personal for a first date. This is the first one on one date of the show. Not hometowns, not fantasy suites. Yeah, the one-on-one first one. And he's a good dude. Like, you watch this and you're like, you like Jason. And so he basically says, like, he closes himself off. He can't really talk, get emotional because he keeps getting hurt. And then he keeps alluding to the secret that he has that he doesn't talk to anybody about. And Claire keeps trying to get him. It, It makes you think he, like, killed somebody. Like, it's that big. He ends up saying, it's my parents who have been married. They've been married for 35 years. And he was like, should they be together right now? I do not know. Which is something serious. Like, you're basically calling out your parents' 35-year relationship, saying, like, they probably should not be married. Which is, you're releasing that to that whole audience of about, like, 4 million viewers who don't know you, who could use this information to hate on you. But you're being personal, Claire. I can respect that. Jason will go to paradise. He will be, I don't think he'll be the bachelor just because I don't know if he has the excitement feature, but he will be staying around and he will be like, he will become someone serious in this franchise, I believe. And Claire got the dress that Juan Pablo um, rejected her in at, on the finale where he picked Nikki. And she was like, fuck it, like, let's burn it. Like, it was so predictable she's gonna burn it to like get rid of all the bad juju. Sort of, but, like, none of them know exactly, like, if these activities are actually, like, healthy for the mental health or if it's going to damage them. But then we have the most polar opposite date next, which is strip dodgeball. 
And everyone hated on Claire for basically being, like, turning the people into pieces of meat and stuff. First of all, if you're going to do that, you have to say the same with every girl dates, that they dress up in something fancy and have, like, a mud fight, a pillow fight, or, like, a fashion show. What this show needs to stop doing is this. It needs to stop putting them in clearly uncomfortable positions where they exploit the contestant's body for the gain of the Bachelor or the Bachelorette. It goes both ways, and you need to call it out both times. It's disgusting. I know it's in their contract that, hey, we can basically do this. But it's just kind of weird. And it's Claire was like, let's just make it... Like, it was supposed to be regular game of dodgeball, and Claire was like, let's make it more exciting. Let's have you strip each time you lose. And I just, guys, don't hate on Claire. Claire did not decide that on her own. The producers told her to do that. Claire cannot do anything like that without producers' permission. Same as the guys. So, like, you guys need to chill out. You guys have to do research onto what the producers actually tell them to. Listen to Reality Steve. I'm begging you guys. Even if you don't want spoilers, listen to his podcast where he talks to former contestants about how they're exploited by the producers. It's troubling. It's sickening, honestly. So, they do that, and then the blue team, it was, like, red versus blue. The blue team lost, like, four in a row. So, like, to make it fair, the guys on the red team had to take off their shirts. But the blue people were down to their, like, underwear. Like, they had blocked... Imagine the guy who manages doing the black boxes that cover up the nudity. Like, he has to rewatch all of the fucking ass and dick in his face. And just like, nope, cover that up. We're not going to have that on TV <laughs> and everything. And they were down to jockstraw. Like, they were down to their bare underwear. Like, fitting in like a, pe- like a dick. Like, that's probably going to hang out at some point or something. And, it's, yeah, it's weird to even talk about for me. It was just kind of gross. And Claire was, like, slobbering. And, like, look at them to Chris Harrison. Like, these are some sweaty men. Yeah, Claire's horny as fuck. Someone needs to get Claire laid so we can get back to normal in this show. Girl needs to get fucked now. Anyway. Luckily, Dale wasn't on this date. Oh, my God. Or, God, like, Jason would probably much rather be on this date. And then the winner, obviously, usually when it's competition like this, like, the winning team will go to the cocktail party, which always stirs something up. So red team gets to the cocktail party. Blue team goes home naked, practically, like, in their underwear. And, we, they're, yeah, their dicks weren't probably... Whole, hanging out but apparently Blake M like he went down and dirty like he's clearly the producer's character for this year and he will do what they say and try to get attention but he's not like a bad dude compared to usual others he's just like doesn't give a shit which I can understand like no one should give a shit if you're on the show so they walk back and then they tell everyone what happened and Yosef has an issue with it Yosef you weren't even on the fucking date at all and he's like it doesn't sit right with him that Claire made you guys do that like that's exploiting each other like Yosef, you sign this exact same contract. Leave. Like, you can leave. If you don't like it so much and you clearly don't like Claire, because, like, that's not who I envision Claire. Like, I lost a little bit of respect for her. Okay, leave. You're trying to stir up drama. You're trying to be a dick, which you are very successfully doing. And it pisses me off because, actually, he gives a shit when you're clearly a fucking hoe bag. Like, and that's what Reality Steve says. It's like he hooks up with a bunch of women and he's just, like, a douchebag in real life, so... Not surprised, like, this is clearly who he is. So then the red team has a cocktail party, and the first big thing is Blake Moynes, who in the first episode DM'd Claire privately, and she loved him for that. So he goes and is like, I have to talk to him. So he interrupts the first date. Guys, don't get mad. Every year, at least once, someone interrupts a group date off of winning team when they have something to say. Even if they weren't on the date, even if they didn't even get a date that week, they will do that. Like, the producer will tell them to do it. So, they do that, and then 
he asked, like, the guy, he's like, can I get a moment alone with Claire? And he's like, wait, didn't you fucking lose this game? Like, who the fuck are you, you fucking loser? <laughs> like, that baby over to Dodgeball, but he meet, he eventually was like, all right, fine, because Claire's like, just give us a minute. He goes and tells the guys, and of course the guys get pissed about that. Like, hey, we won fair and square. We won a game of Dodgeball. So while they're talking, the guys sort of come back and, like, march to Claire and be like, we haven't, like, what are you doing here? Like, huh? And then... Blake literally said, I wanted to show her I had balls. So that's what I'm doing. Blake, come on. You could have been like, I had something really important for you to say. There was some clarity I need to get. Like, I have something that needs to be discussed now with her. Like, no, you're really going to do that? They're going to be like, what the fuck about that? Like, it's stupid. But then Claire sort of was like, we're fine. Like, can you just give us a second? Like, leave us alone for a little bit. And so they wrap up their conversation. Blake leans into a kiss, gets rejected. Dun, dun, dun. And it was awkward at first. We Then, obviously, we see other people get more embarrassed, but we'll say that. So then the cocktail party happens. And a lot of things go down, sort of, on the cocktail party. But actually, before the cocktail party was Brandon, who was on with Claire after the... Uh, after the date, he was on the winning team, so he got to stay. And he was basically told her, like, hey, like, what everyone else says. Like, when I saw you were the Bachelorette, I was really excited to end up going. I'm glad I'm here and get to know you guys. And Claire's like, oh, so what do you like about me? Like, what are you excited about me? Like, a normal question. And he's like, oh, well, like, obviously, you're absolutely gorgeous. And she's like, what else? Like, name one other thing. And this dude could not name a single fucking thing that he liked about her. He couldn't even... There's a whole, like... You say this. There's, like, ten options you can say. Love your confidence. I love your strong personality. I love how you know what you want. I love your laugh. I love your sense of humor. Like, God, there's so many options. You can't think of a single thing. So, like, she's like, all right, like, you don't know what anything is. Like, you got, like, I don't think we're right for each other. Like, I'm going to send you home. And people hated on her. Like, oh, she's just an intention whore. They wanted, she wanted to see what everyone loved about her and list all this thing. No, she really didn't. Like, I don't think he should have gotten sent home. But she really only asked for one thing. Like, I don't think he should have got sent home because that's what everyone else says. And, like, he didn't, if he didn't know her and it's not like he did research or something, like, I, I understand that. But, like, you, you don't know a single thing. Like, come on. Like, let's be real here. So he will be sent to paradise. And I'm he's not a bad dude, like, either. Like, no one's in the wrong. I wouldn't have sent him home. You guys might not have sent him home. But Claire has clearly showed this season, like, I'm not, like, if you guys mess up, like, I'm going to send you home, like, and as long as she's consistent about it, if that's what she wants, it's not like she's doing it for, like, stupid reason, like, oh, he looked at me funny or something like that. Like, let her do it. Like, who gives a shit how she does it? It's entertaining for us. <laughs> so Chasten ends up receiving the group date rose, and it's like, okay, like, that's not really a big deal. We don't really know that much. Apparently Chasten was the guy who got made fun of a little bit for um the being short in high school and he would get boy he's really tall now but he was sort of like emotional with her and like that's what's gonna get you a rose like that's what you need to do you know like let's be real here oh and i don't know if i mentioned this earlier but riley got the group date rose for the first step for the first group date so you gotta gotta support the riley's again she would have given that to dale like obviously but she can't give every rose to dale like producers won't let that happen um so, yeah, and then it goes into the cocktail party, and we don't see the final eliminations. What we see is she does go to Blake, and basically she goes, she talks, she starts it off with something, like, 
really weird. Like, she makes him think, like, I know, like, I know I rejected the kiss, and I, like, you really shouldn't have broken the rules, and, like, I understand you broke the rules, like, before and everything, and she goes, I still really loved what you had to do. Like, that's what you're going with? Like, that's kind of weird. Like, she leads him up, and then she's like, thank you so much for it. Like, I love that. It's amazing. And then he's like, oh, okay. And then she gives him a rose early, and it's like, you don't have to be worried. So then we see a preview of everything that's going to go down next week, which is going to be the Yosef drama. And Yosef's like, I don't respect, like, I have my values to have respect for myself and my daughter. And I don't want her turning on the TV and, like, being red flags. And that date left a t- taste in my mouth. Like, you're the, if she watches this, I feel bad for her because she realized her dad's a douche. Or at least was a douche to her. Claire, I mean. And it's just, like, it's not something a daughter should watch. So, like, make sure you hide the DVD of this when your daughter gets older. And then that's what we see, and then that's sort of the end of it. And next week, we, yeah, we'll be able to see the drama. I don't know if we'll... Hopefully, we'll have a rose... And then we'll have the rose cocktail, and then hopefully we have a couple one-on-one dates next week. Because I think Dale gets one, too. And then there's a someone else sent home early. So, thank you guys for listening so much. I really guys want to thank you guys for, again, I always thank this, but the love and support you guys have given me. It's amazing. I hope you guys have an amazing week. I'll be releasing another episode next Thursday, Wednesday nights, maybe Wednesday afternoon, we'll see, about the recaps and hopefully cover other drama that's going on. I love you guys so much. Have an amazing week. And make sure you guys subscribe and share and listen. Thank you. Love you guys. You don't think I know, uh, but I know a little bit. Yeah, I'm a fucking glow up